Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. So, you're a Cleveland Browns fan. Just how big of a fan are you? Do you deserve a seat at the dog's table? Well, you're here, aren't you? The best fans, the most patient fans in the league. This is the dog's table. Touchdown, Shabalaba Hub! If you're obnoxious, opinionated, over the top, and you live for the Browns... 45, 40, run, William, run! 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown! Welcome to your new family. The Dogs Table, an official Dogs by Nature podcast on the SB Nation and Vox Media Podcast Network. Let's do this. Welcome to the Dogs Table. Now your hosts, Craig Fountain and Ryan Angelo. Let's go! Let's go! Go! What's up, everybody? This is Craig Fountain and Ryan Angelo. It is free agency week, and man, has it a bit, has it been a week so far? Ryan, you you doing okay over there? I'm doing okay, buddy. It's Wednesday. We're a day late, <laughs> but everything's still going on. We're in the thick of it. I'm constantly refreshing my social media, and uh, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, absolutely. And we've had some ups and downs uh, since the legal tampering period opened on Monday. Uh, free agency technically opened uh, today, this afternoon. So lots to go over. We have a special guest today and uh, we have Noah Weisskopf in the studio. How are you doing, Noah? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Outstanding. Thanks for asking. You've been a busy, busy man. Uh, that phone's been ringing over on your end. Uh, for our listeners, go ahead and just give us, uh, it's time to hum- humble brag a little bit. Uh, where where do you come from in this space uh, as a Browns fan and as an authority on the Browns and uh, throughout this whole process? Yeah, so I cover the Browns for Browns Digest, which is through Sports Illustrated. Um, and I do a lot of my reporting on Twitter at Browns with Noah and then on Instagram as well with the same user. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, go make sure you follow Noah, uh, on his social medias and and we'll let him give those to you once again, before he exit the show, uh, that phone is ringing. So he may have to pop out. So if he disappears, don't panic. Uh, you'll just have to put up with me and Ryan here for a few minutes. So Ryan, I'm going to, I'm just going to go ahead and come out with it because I've been following you on social media and I feel like you've been kind of on the on the ledge and then we got to talk you off the ledge and then you're back on the ledge uh lots of up and downs for you this roller coaster of a week uh you know how how do you feel about free agency so far give me your your likes your dislikes and, and overall where you're at now um i don't know you know i'm a fan first obviously i've said that in some of the spaces that we've done this week and i uh i i, I ride the flow you know what i mean I, I get high sometimes i get low sometimes uh you know i I'm not afraid to put my, my, my feelings on social media. Like I just, I, I'm a fan first. It is what it is. Right. 
but I feel good. You know, I think that the Browns are addressing needs. Um, I think that we're in a position now where we can fill some holes when needed, but I mean, they've, they've hit the major areas in defensive tackle um, and safety. Uh, I'm hoping that they may have another defensive tackle up their sleeve. Uh, but I mean, they could have done much better than what they have, you know, everything, everybody that they've brought in so far, uh, including the defensive end from Houston, I'm gonna call him double O cause I can't pronounce his, pronounce his name, but uh, you know, he's, he's an excellent player and they're all three excellent players. So I can't, I don't think the Browns could have done worse um, than what they have so far. All right. Let's start with the information. The 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 Cleveland Browns that he's referring to. Uh, we have uh, Agbonia Okoronkwo. Did I get that right, Noah? Sounds right to me. Sounds yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're gonna call him Double O. Uh, yeah. You know, some people it's come off their the tip of their tongue way too smooth. If you ask me, uh, he is an outstanding edge uh, that I think we got a fabulous value on. We have Dalvin Tomlinson, uh, a defensive tackle. Uh, that news came over just the other night, and we've re-signed a, a few of our own. We got Ethan Poche coming back, Sioni Taki Taki, and uh, another one today. Not long before the show, we have safety Juan Thor Thornhill. Uh, Noah, give us give us your thoughts on our free agent acquisitions thus far. Yeah, I, I think it's important to look that they didn't overpay for anyone, right? They were interested in Javon Hargrave. Um, and they were interested in Draymond Jones as well. They actually ended up offering Jones more money annually than the um, Seahawks did, but the contract, it was front-loaded, and he liked that a little bit better for Seattle. So he ended up there. But they were in it on all of these big-time players uh, right until the last minute. So they obviously were going to be aggressive, but they weren't going to overpay. They weren't going to get into a bidding war. They had their price. If it exceeded it, he was going somewhere else. Um, and then the signings they made, Dalvin Tomlinson, like just a solid player that's going to be a starter for you up the middle, stuff the run, create opportunities for other, for other players like miles. And then we'll say double O um, another, just a Brown signing, right? Like at 19 or not 19. Um, what is he? 26. Yeah. It is. Yep. So just right in his prime is what I was going for right in his prime. Uh, you get him at a pretty good value and they're expecting a really solid season from upcoming, almost double digit sacks. Um, just sort of what they wanted Clowney to be for those two years. So he's going to be a good compliment for Miles and then Juan Thornhill as well. Just they were interested in Gardner Johnson and it looks like he might return to the Eagles on a longer term deal. So Thornhill is a Super Bowl champ two times, um, has experience and he'll, he'll be right off the bat. Him and Delpit will be on the field together. Yeah, outstanding. And uh, for those of you uh, viewing this live, uh, the audio replay is going to go up on the Dogs by Nature podcast network through SB Nation and Vox Media. But if you're on our Facebook or YouTube social media sites, uh, our channels, you can actually comment on this video. We will interact with your comments, display them. Uh, we can discuss things with you. We have a second portion of the show uh, after the first 20 to 30 minutes or so. And uh, it's called the Overtime Show. We put the link to join the show. It's a one-click link. Uh, you come on right in. You don't need any meeting codes or passcodes or anything like that. Come on right in. And it's kind of like Twitter Spaces, but like a video video version. So uh, stick around for that if you are viewing. Uh, we appreciate everybody that's tuning in. Um, the Browns restructured Deshaun Watson's contract and it freed up about $36 million in cap space. They were about... 14, 15 over the cap. So it brought us to about 20. Uh, I'm trying to keep track of the running tally. Um, there's still room to go and we haven't restructured any 
uh, contracts. To my knowledge, you probably have Miles Garrett and Amari Cooper uh, up next if it comes to a restructure. Miles Garrett probably makes more sense to go first. So more free agent signings could be on the way. We've addressed defensive tackle on the interior defensive line, a huge weakness on this team this past year. Uh, we addressed edge, and they formally released Jadavion Clowney today. Um, and uh, it, it, it's much needed. I still think we need another interior defensive lineman. We address safety. What What do you think's coming ne coming next, Noah? Is it offense, or are we going to keep making moves on defense? Yeah, it's a good question. I think offensively, the trade market's the biggest thing to watch, especially for wide receiver. Uh, I don't think anyone blows them away in the free agency market. And especially some of the guys that aren't the, like the McCall Hardmans uh, they're, in, they're going to get a payday, but I don't think the Browns are interested in giving them more than they're worth just because they're the top of the market. So they also don't have much more space at the wide receiver room. They can add one more body. And I don't know if they want to make that a Paris Campbell. I don't know if they want to make that a McCall Hardman. Um, it, it, they might go and make a splash in the trade market is what they would do for another stud wide receiver across from miles or not miles Garrett, Amari Cooper. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. It, it's one of those things. We talked wide receivers uh, on our last episode. We had uh Tyvis Powell on the show and, you know, he brought up Paris Campbell and some of these other guys, but you know, if they make a move there, it's almost an admission that, that they feel they can do better than David Bell. You know, some of these guys would absolutely take David Bell's spot. Essentially they'd shove them down the roster uh, he, he'd be towards the bottom of the room and alternatively other guys that a lot of Browns fans are really looking for could supplant DPJ. Um, and you know, whether or not he moves into that third spot or he becomes more of a role guy in that situation makes you wonder if he would be part of a deal to bring somebody here. Now, everybody wants to talk about big names like Deandre Hopkins and, uh, Brandon cooks, but another name being thrown around is Jerry Judy. Um, I'm going to pull Noah out of here. He may be taking a phone call. Um, Ryan, Jerry Judy, the, is rumored to have a price of, uh, a first rounder by the Denver Broncos. He's on the block. They have multiple receivers on the block, but you know, that's an asking price. They're never going to get that. Was it a but, first rounder or a second rounder? I, I think it was a first rounder. They were rumored to be asking for. Oh, really? Hmm. Okay. Right. Uh, shoot for the stars land on the moon. Uh, yeah. is that the saying? Right. Yeah. Uh, but you know, we got Amari Cooper for a fifth. Just, just not that long ago. Yep. Um, steal, absolute heist by Andrew Barry. So we can't really expect that again. But realistically, what do you, what kind of compensation do you think it would warrant um, being being a good idea to trade for a guy like Jerry Judy? Um, you know, the biggest thing with Jerry Judy is he's uh, young, right? Uh, he's fresh in the league. He's only been in, I don't know, one or two years without looking at anything up, but. Uh, he's extremely fast. He's mobile. Uh, he's that speedster that you're looking for to add to your offense. Um, Thank you for uh, not saying speedy. <laughs> speedster. You like speedster better? I do like speedster better. Speedy bugs. Like so, that became a buzzword like in, on, on like Brown social media this year. For some reason, it really started annoying me every time I, <laughs> I saw it because it's like, what does speedy mean? Of all right. the adjectives that you could come up with, what does speedy mean? Does speedy <laughs> mean fast? Does it mean quick? Is it some combination of the two? Right. You know, uh, your Mustang is fast, yes. but so is a Porsche. But they're very different types of fast. That is true. You know, like it, it's very true. Is that is that an okay analogy? Like I got you. I feel, listen, I'm picking up what you're putting down. He's okay. a speedster. I'm, so, I'm he's, sorry. He, I just had to get that out you're there. Good. You're good. Speedster. You're good. I like speedster. speedster. So he's a speedster. He's, he's fast. Um, 
you know, I, I, I could see him going in a trade for a second rounder, um, you know, depending on what type of magic Andrew Barry could pull, maybe a third rounder at, at the very least. Uh, but he's young and that's the biggest hurdle you have to get over uh, with him. You know, you're not trading for uh, Brandon cooks or a De Hop- uh, you know, a Hopkins who've been around in the league for many years and, you know, done the thing and uh, you know, they're older and you typically don't have to pay as, as much for those kind of guys. Um, but he's, he's, he's younger than them both. So uh, I, I would be all, all for it. If they wanted to trade their 42nd pick in the draft for Jerry Judy, I would do it. Oh. Um, I, I really would because they're addressing the needs that they have. And right now they're, you're hoping that they're going to draft for depth, right? I, I hate drafting for need. And we've, we've said that Andrew Barry doesn't like to draft for need. He doesn't want to have to draft starters in the draft. So if you could bring a guy in that, you know, is going to play that position and play it well, it's not necessarily a, you know, a risk compared to drafting a receiver at 42. You don't know what you're getting. He was great in college, but does it happen in the NFL? And we're kind of seeing that with David Bell this year or last year, you know, he didn't really translate the way that they were hoping he was going to. And it may take him a couple more years in the league to do that. So I don't think that they're willing to wait on his development at this point. And I think that's why they're getting linked to some of these players that are, you know, maybe available via trade. I've kind of been predicting that I think that they do trade for a receiver and they try to figure out the defensive needs through free agency because the receiver market in free agency is just not the greatest this year. Um, there's some good guys in there, but I don't think there's good guys in there that are significantly, they're not significant upgrades to the point that you're willing to go out and spend that kind of money on them. When you already have somebody like Amari Cooper that you're paying in the room and you're going to have to pay Donovan people Jones at one point um, or at some point down the line. So, uh, you know, I, I, I'm all for it. I just, I want the team to get better. I think another weapon for Deshaun Watson, you know, especially, you know, if you don't have a Kareem Hunt coming back, um, and stuff like that. It's, it's, it's not a bad option. Yeah. And you know what, uh, there's some Browns players that have been expressing, you know, some of their opinions on certain things on social media and not, maybe not to the extent that some other ones are like, it, it's, it's crazy with what's going on with Aaron Rodgers and the New York jets. And some of those, right. some of those guys clamoring for the trade openly on the jets, uh, you know, knowing that there's guys in house that they're, you know, going to have to rub shoulders with right. more than likely. And you I have guys qu- on the Eagles that are like, everybody's leaving. Like these guys are jumping on social media. Like what right. is happening? Right. I got a you question know? for you though. Yeah. Just talking about the receivers, not to cut you off. Sorry. Uh, Jared Mueller, uh, our, our boss, essentially, he had posted something on Twitter recently that I, I thought was uh, interesting. It was regarding Jerry Judy and he had was running a poll to see if you had to trade Delpit and the third round pick, for Jerry Judy, would you do it? No. Really? No. No. Wow. If we if we trade a third, I would do it without a player, and we'd need a pick back. Wow. So I'd do that trade in a heartbeat. Yeah, I I think I'm out at at like a fourth. The I just don't think the value's there. I think that we can get more value out of a draft pick. I don't know, man. That's a tough one. Jerry Judy's pretty good. He is. I know he hasn't he hasn't taken off in 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 Denver. But you got to think about what their quarterback situation has been since he's been drafted. It hasn't been the greatest. So I, I mean, I don't know. I, don't know. I, I understand. I understand. Wide receiver deals. I get it. I understand. Anyways, go ahead. I'm sorry. 
Yeah, no, no, no. What I was getting at was, you know, even the Eagles players are like watching everybody sign elsewhere. Uh, a lot of defensive players, especially. And they're like, man, what's going on? Right. Um, JOK is openly campaigning for an Anthony Walker uh, re-signing, which I think is a phenomenal idea. Uh, right. We'll start with that one. I mean, that's a no-brainer, right? Yeah, I would be surprised if they don't bring Walker back. I think he was extremely good for the team. And he was having an amazing year last year before he hit the injury. So, yeah. And uh, you got talky talky coming back from injury all right they signed him i think it was like a two and a half million dollar deal uh no brainer again in my yep. opinion anthony walker would be another deal uh that's a no brainer to me and uh what, what do you make though of uh greg newsome greg newsome seems to be really trying to make a point on on twitter about him getting out of the slot <laughs> and playing yeah. on the outside uh yeah. what's he doing here is he trying to be a thorn in their side. I mean, is this good intention? Uh, what what is going on? I don't know. I mean, I hate to see these guys on social media, you know, airing their their dirty laundry, their complaints. You know, um, it's it's just bad business. I, I don't like it. Uh, but it's no secret that he does not want to play in the slot. He wants to play on the outside. Um, and you know, I don't blame him. The slot corners don't make as much money in the NFL as outside corners do. So I can understand it. And he probably feels like it's more con you know uh, conduct conducive to his positive traits to play on the outside versus the inside um so which i, mean, I don't I, think anybody's arguing that's just no, a crowded room right now no it is and you know that's decisions the browns are going to have to make down the line i mean you know you have greedy williams you have him you got ward um you know emerson can play outside and it seemed like he was doing really well outside so i mean it's it's a tough decision i just hate seeing him put put it on you know the social media stuff you know, let your, let your agent handle that stuff. And um, the one thing I want to do, I want to jump back for one second. The one thing I do hesitate with the linebacker room though, is bringing back Walker and then having two of your three starters come back injured and not coming back from an injury. injuries either. Yeah. And they're pretty significant injuries, which is, is concerning to me. Um, so that's, you know, I, I thought that that could be something that would prevent the Browns from possibly bringing some of those guys back. So it's nice to see that they didn't get scared by that. So they must be happy with where Taki Taki's recovery is coming from or where it's at. Uh, but that does make me nervous. You know, I wouldn't be surprised to see them even add somebody for depth at that position. Maybe not in free agency or down the line, but you know, it's. Most of the time we talk about tech in terms of a handful of gigantic companies like Google, Meta and Apple. But some of the most interesting stuff we find online is the product of a single person. When you're working on your own, I think there's this beauty of being able to come up with an idea and then implement it then in that moment. You don't have to have permission from someone else. There's no red tape. In the Vergecast series, Solo Acts, we'll get to know these people, the tech they use to get stuff done and the obstacles they face trying to compete with the giants. Some people that I talk to and my friends are like, you know, your competitors are Zuckerberg and Musk. Like, aren't you kind of like afraid of that? Every Monday, our friend Ashley Escada will be curating and hosting these interviews and sharing with us what she's learned. I can't believe the McRib locator was originally a tornado locator. Right. <laughs> Pretty wild. Listen to our Solo Acts miniseries now in the Vergecast feed, anywhere you find podcasts. Hello, I'm Neelai Patel, the editor-in-chief of The Verge and host of Decoder, a business podcast where I interview CEOs about big ideas, problems that come from those ideas, and how they make decisions. It is also surprisingly about org charts. It comes up a lot. 
We're launching a new limited series that we're calling the Centennial Series, where I talk to CEOs of companies that are over 100 years old, like Xerox, Barnes & Noble, and more. There's no 100-year-old company that's without its struggles, and it's been fascinating to talk to these CEOs about which parts of these companies' history are important and which parts they can let go. A little spoiler for you, if a company is over 100 years old, there's a lot of drama to talk about. It's been a good time. You can listen to the Centennial series right in the Decoder feed. New episodes of Decoder are out on Tuesday, and the Centennial series is out on Thursdays. Check it out. We think you're really going to like it. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts. It's concerning a little bit. That does that room was pretty depleted last year, and JOK is coming back from an injury. So, I mean, realistically, all three of your starters are coming back from injury. Um, you know, that's not a situation you want to, you know, necessarily deal with. Yeah. And, uh, you know, speaking of linebacker, we, we had a couple other guys hit free agency. Um, you know, Reggie Ragland, Jermaine Carter, uh, Deion Jones. We don't know what's going on with Deion Jones at this point. You know, we picked him up mid season. He's a solid player, especially when you get strong into your defensive line play. I don't think that we saw necessarily what he's capable of. And, yeah. and I, I would be intrigued if they brought him back. You brought up Greedy Williams. Greedy Williams is still a free agent. We did bring back A.J. Green, who is uh, an exclusive rights uh, free agent. You know what? I completely um, forgot that Greedy was a free agent. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I haven't really he heard was, anything about him. I, 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 I haven't mean, heard a thing about him. I just completely forgot about it. And, and you got to wonder what else they're going to do at safety. I mean, we, we brought in Juan Thornhill. They officially released... Uh, John Johnson, both him and Clowney today right. have gotten the post June 1st designation uh, for caps clap cap space. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Ronnie Harrison's a free agent still, um, you know, so there's still a lot of questions to be answered on this defense. And then yeah, offensively, I mean, we got Pochick back, yes. which is phenomenal. There's a lot of money tied up in the offensive line, but you know, you to get him for, 18 million over three years seems like a pretty good value. I think it comes down to what are the other guys making? Right. Um, which is unfortunate because I think with the exception of maybe our left tackle who I'm not out on, but I have serious questions about, right. uh, we have a lot of money wrapped up and they're all very talented players, especially if healthy. Yeah. So, and, I, and I know, I know the Browns did not want to lose him. Um, I, I know they were concerned about losing him in free agency. So I think that's why you saw him get, uh, scooped up as quickly as they did. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, you know, it's been pretty, pretty silent on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, a lot of people are waiting for, for a wide receiver. So we'll yeah. see if that comes free agency or trade. The wide receiver market was very slow to start off. Right. You know, uh, it's just not that spectacular this year though. It's you not really that spectacular have... and they're all demanding a lot right. of money and, and GMs around the league have not been bending to that. Right. You just don't have those guys this year that you're just like the no brainers that, you know, we're going to get massive deals somewhere. It's just, you know, it's, it's a bunch of mid tier to, to lower tier guys, uh, you know, and, it, you know, and teams aren't necessarily hurting for a receiver. Why go out and pay somebody $15 million or overpay somebody $15 million who's a role player that you don't even know what you're going to get when you get him. You know what I mean? So it's, I get it. Yeah. We still got uh, Noah in the background. He's still taking his phone call, uh, which, you know, he alluded to that, you know, he might have some information coming right. in at some point. So Noah's the insider. He's the insider here. He, okay, he's one of them. Uh, he was, he was bashful. He didn't say it, but he interned <laughs> for the Schultz, uh, Jordan Schultz, Schultz report. 
Um, so that's kind of where he, he started making a name for himself from what I understand. But, uh, let's, let's just break off from the Browns for just a second until Noah comes back. Yeah. What is your most surprising move in free agency so far across the NFL? I definitely didn't warn you for this one. No, you didn't. Uh, I would say a move like Juju Smith-Schuster leaving the Chiefs to go to New England is a move that's surprising to me. Not necessarily him getting paid, but you know, Kansas City's wide receiver room isn't like bolstering with talent. I know they have Kadarius Tony that they brought in last year, but you know he's more of that speedster gadget player. Um, they don't have a lot of true wide receivers in that room. So it was kind of surprising to see them let him go, but they probably just didn't, they had a, a number that they didn't want to pay more of and, you know, or higher than, and, and the Patriots are dying for receivers right now. So uh, it, that part was kind of a surprising. Um, we may have to come back to that one. There's, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Now you've got me going through all these. Well, you know, for, for me, and, it was how quickly Jimmy Garoppolo landed with Las Vegas. That's another uh, one. That is a weird one. And you know, the second one of the one of the more surprising moves also is the fact that uh the New York Giants used a pick that they received for Kadarius Tony to trade for Darren Waller. Uh, yeah, you know, it just I don't I don't know. <laughs> it's just I, I didn't really get that one, but I mean, hey, props to the Giants, I guess. Well, um you know, I, mean, I still I think it's a good move for them though. And, you know, you're seeing a team like the Raiders and Josh McDaniels is, is shipping out everybody that he doesn't want, right? He's getting rid of the guys that aren't his guys, aside from Josh Jacobs. Um, and I just thought it was interesting that they they got rid of Derek Carr and then brought in Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, there's not much of a difference there to me. So, like, that was interesting. Um, Baker to Tampa actually was another one. Wasn't super surprising, and, and somebody just brought that up in our comments. That's why I'm coming up with this one. But um, that was a, a surprising, but it wasn't super surprising because actually Tampa has been mentioned a few times in connection to Baker, um, and with Tom Brady, you know, retiring, they are obviously you know grasping at straws at this point. And so, you know, it, am I surprised that they pulled Baker in? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, but he's pretty much one of the only few that have been full time starters that were on the market. You know, so. Um, are you going to bring in a guy like Jacoby Brissett, who's been a career backup or, and take a chance on him? Or are you going to bring in somebody like, you know, Baker who shown he's done good things in Cleveland. And he also did some good things down with the Rams. You know, I, I don't know. It, it is a little bit of a, a fun one, but I I've, the other thing that's been kind of funny to me is just the, the amount of free agents from the Eagles that have been leaving, but then not leaving. So like they're, free agents, but the Eagles are trying to keep everybody. It's like they're all these big money guys are trying to switch money around for like Darius Slay was getting released. And now they're talking about trying to bring it back. And like, it's just going back and forth with them. So that's something that's been really funny with me too. Um, But you know, it's you're refreshing the the social media every three seconds to see if anything else pops. And um, you know, there hasn't been like too many super bad head scratchers to me though. Yeah, and uh, you brought up uh, Baker to Tampa. He'll be there on a prove-it deal. Yep. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, you brought up him as well. He lands in Washington. Uh, a yep. little bit Good more for money. Him, by the way. Good for little... Jacoby, by the way. Yeah. 
yeah, good good for Jacoby. He'll have a chance to compete for a job there. Uh, they they made it pretty clear they're not handing it to him. They got Sam Howell there. Uh, Baker presumably uh, at this point is competing with Kyle Trask. Um, yep. You know, a little bit of running back movement around there. Austin Eckler a requested a trade. Miles Sanders ended up in Carolina. David Montgomery in Detroit. Uh, Rashad uh, Penny in Philly. Right when we went live, um, Alexander Madison went back to the Vikings on a two-year okay. deal. Okay. Um, so yeah, there's, there's a lot of stuff moving around Yep. and you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it kind of plays out. Um, since we talked it's, about, go ahead. Good. No, I was just saying it's moving. It was slow yesterday. It's, it's starting to speed up a little bit now. So no word on Kareem hunt or Dearness Johnson. Yep. All right. If we're looking at current Browns free agents, uh, Noah, you good to come back in? There he is. What's good. happened? You got anything good for us? Not at the moment. Damn it. Damn it. Uh, he's he's smirking. He's smiling. If you're listening, he's smirking. So uh, not yet. Um, he's allowed to release yet is what he's saying. To the yeah. googly eyes on Twitter. Everybody, right. googly eyes, uh, Wolf of Wall Street GIFs yeah. and spaces. Right fire. Now. Fire emojis, guys. Yes. Fire emojis. Um, so, yeah. And uh, what was I getting at? Oh, running backs. Cream Hunt. Still nothing there. Dearness Johnson, still nothing there. Um, Chase Winovich ended up in Houston. Taven Bryan in Indianapolis. Jacoby Brissett in Washington. Oh. What's that? Zeke. Zeke got released. Zeke got released. Zeke Although after it. we talked with Tyvis last week, that one it right. wasn't a super right. Super well, he kind of gave us either. the rundown. He said, you know, if if he gets released, then it's because of of money. He wanted some more money, and he didn't get it. So. Um, he said he's either going to take mo less money and stay in Dallas and maybe go for a championship or he's going to want more money and they'll release him and he'll go somewhere else. So uh, obviously he wanted the money and he's on his way out now, but um, watch him land in Cincinnati or <sighs> something <don't>. like that. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> All right. Uh, I forget where we kind of left off with, uh, with Noah. Do you have any questions for Noah about what we uh, were going over? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's been there's so much going on my head is just like spinning like there's it so is. much information so many things going on and we're a two-man team here okay guys listeners out there we, <laughs> we don't have like a crew of people that can give us this information as it's coming in so we're like refreshing our our twitters on the other screen right now so you know bear with us here a little bit all right uh noah if who do you think what do you think is the most likely next move and do you have a dark horse move nobody's really talking about that you think could happen most likely i don't have a specific name i don't think but i'd assume that they would be looking at another defensive tackle just to add to depth um it might not be like a crazy big name uh but just more of a one year like five million dollar deal or something like that um, like a shelby harris or yeah yeah so just something just like that. that yeah um i think that's the most likely but again it could be a plethora of other things. Um, I guess a dark horse move would probably have to be a trade. Um, whether that's DeForest Buckner, which doesn't seem too likely right now, uh, just because they, I know they just signed Taven Bryan. They took him from the Browns. So I know people were talking about maybe then that makes DeForest Buckner available, but he's, well, he's people thought that the fact that they shipped off Stefan Gilmore uh, yeah. to Texas, uh, where do you go? Dallas or Houston? Dallas. Dallas, Dallas. They they're like, oh, fire sale, you know. But I don't I don't know that that's the case. 
Yeah, I'm not sure if he's available or not, but so I, I guess that would be a dark horse is if they make a move for him. I think a trade again would be something like Buckner and a sixth for a fourth and a fifth or something like that. Um, a trade structured like that. But I don't know if they want to invest that much money, then put more into Buckner after they just signed Tomlinson um, on that defensive, on that front four. And then they also signed Oboe. I think that's how you pronounce his first name. But um, I guess so a dark horse would be Buckner or after that, a wide receiver trade. We're looking at guys like Jerry Judy, whose price is too high for the Browns right now. So we'll see if that comes down at all. Um, Allen Robinson's a guy I continue to talk about. Hopkins doesn't seem likely, but if stuff starts to heat up with him or Brandon Cooks. Allen Robinson's intriguing to me, but, uh, you know, you talked about this the other day on Twitter and <laughs> Browns, fan, Browns fans weren't really receptive to the idea because the year he had last year, which I think was kind of uh, an outlier, in my opinion. I, th- I think he's a phenomenal player. He is a great talent. As long as he can stay on the field, his hands are some of the best in the game. Yep. Another running back just dropped, FYI. James Robinson going to the Patriots. Interesting. That's interesting. Leaving the Jets. Oh, yeah. He did move to New York at the end of last year. Yep. Interesting. Okay. Yep. Well, uh, that is going to wrap up our show. Uh, Stick around for the overtime uh, show if you're watching. You guys can chat with us, ask us questions in the comments. You can even join the show if you'd like. Uh, We'll we'll do that for a little bit. Uh, For now, it is Craig Fountain and Ryan Angelo with uh, special guest Noah Weisskopf. Uh, Noah, why don't you go ahead and plug yourself one more time before we jump out of here? Yeah, so my Instagram and Twitter are the same. It's at Browns with Noah. All right. Awesome. Uh, This is the Dogs Table for Dogs by Nature, SB Nation, and Vox Media. And until next time, go Browns. Go Browns. This episode was supported by Reddit for Business. You want the right attention for your business, but you don't know where to get it. It should be a place where people actually take the time to engage with your ads. Why not try Reddit? They seem to have the whole engagement thing down pat. With over 100,000 communities, Reddit users are some of the most active online. Meet your potential customers where they feel most at home, with 90% of users trusting Reddit to learn about new products and brands. Just go to redditforbusiness.com slash vox to learn more.